the game on the line, you can't fold and you can't bend. Y'all uh, be playing it safe and I be going for the win. Remember back when they was doubting on the kid. Uh, now they tuned in because my game too legit. Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome back. Super excited you guys are here with us. Uh, Forgiven AF podcast. It's a second chance podcast. Um, just wanted to thank you guys for being here. I know that uh, some of this is new. This is all new to me. So I'm thankful that you guys are here and we can kind of grow in this together. So as I learn this whole process, you know, we're all grow together and it'll just be something that, uh, that you guys have been here from the start. So I'm super thankful for you guys. Uh, today is exciting. It's our second one. And uh, I have my producer here today who I'm super thankful for. This None of this would be possible if I didn't have James Klein here with us. Um, there was times where I didn't even know if I could do this, if this was something I didn't think I could do. And he's he's been there to pour into me. Um, and it's something that I've needed because... You know, we all have self-doubt and we allow that to sometimes creep up and take over and then we just stay complacent and don't take that next step, you know. So, uh, James, thank you for being here with us. Uh, James owns uh, Banger Brothers Studio. It's a beautiful studio down here in Mansfield, Texas. I'm talking beautiful. Like, this place is ridiculous. Um, he's put a lot of effort into this and he definitely knows what he's doing. So, again, thank you for being here with us. Thank you for what you're doing for us. Um, I want to kind of tell a quick story um, before we get into it. So right before COVID hit, James came, um, he's got this beautiful studio, right? Like this place is awesome. And he has the work ethic to be out. He was out pounding the pavement. Like he was literally knocking on businesses doors, um, to work with them, to do like cinematography type stuff. And, um, and it kind of blew me away because you don't really see that anymore. People don't have that type of hustle to be out hitting the street to, Hey man, what can I do for you? Can we work together? And, uh, it really impressed my wife and I. Um, then COVID hit. So we didn't really follow through with the, the video, but I believe God has a way to circle things back and now we're working together. So, so again, thank you for being here, man. Um, and I appreciate you, bro. It was a, a pleasure, man, to be able to finally work with you, man. I was excited from the very beginning and I'm, I'm still excited now, man, because, uh, I really love and appreciate your energy, man. You're a good spirit. You're a real good, solid brother, man. You, you do great business. You know, I follow you and, you know, what you do with, uh, you know, with your clients as far as uh, training, you know, training people and what, you know, what you do, how you give back to the community with the kids. So, I mean, it's a pleasure to be able to work with your brother. That means a lot, man. It's cool to, it's cool because it's, it's hard, but it's definitely worth it. It's, and you know what I mean? It's cool that we can link up and do this together. So again, thank you. Um, one of the things that I try to teach these boys in our mentorship program is about having to, you know, and be willing to get out and work hard. You know what I mean? Like there are a lot of things that a lot of our boys in our program um, are going to have to overcome. You know what I mean? That's going to be a little bit harder for them. But if they can learn from you, you know, and they can see the way that you've been out there. I'm, I'm really big into um, what's the word representation. Yep. You know what I mean? And a lot of our boys in our program, they still at that phase where they think they want to be rappers and producers. You know what I mean? So it's cool for them to see someone like you, a black man who's successful, built his own freaking beautiful place. You know what I mean? So that's a really cool aspect of this, too. So it would be cool to bring the boys around and once they kind of see see what you have going on. Um, but if you want to kind of take over from. Yeah, I, w I was going to ask you, man. Um, so so again, I, I mean, uh, like I said, and I, I've said this several times before. I'm going to keep saying this because I'm going to keep feeling the same way I feel now. I'm extremely proud of you, bro. And uh, I wish you much success in everything that you do. Um, you know, any way that I can assist you along the way, I will, man. Uh, I think um, I want to I want to ask you a couple of the questions that we got in from the last podcast. OK, if that's cool. Uh, one of the things um, that I don't think uh, think they probably missed it, but 
Can you kind of tell everybody how you came up with the name and what does it all mean to you? Yeah, absolutely. So we actually had a couple names on the table that we were going to use, um, but it was already taken. The first name that I wanted to use was Undivided because I wanted it to be kind of like to show that I'm trying to bridge the gap between cultures, between nationalities, just there's so much division. So I wanted to try to find a way undivided, but the problem was it was already taken. Hmm. Um, I think it was a marriage podcast or something. So it was already being taken. So then the forgiven AF thing um, is something that is, it's really deep. It sounds like a simple, just catchy name, but I feel like there's a lot of people in this world. Actually, I know that there's a lot of people in this world who never jump out there and try to reach their full potential because something in their past is holding them back. And they feel that they're either unqualified or not worthy because they've done something in their past and they feel that shame that the devil holds over them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like the devil wants people to feel, oh, you did that back when you were 22. You can't do, you can't be successful. Or uh, people won't listen to what you have to say. You were a drug dealer. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So the forgiven AF basically is saying um, that we are in the AF it's just a catchy thing. It's always faithful for us. So it's forgiven and always faithful. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that a lot of people get stuck in that shame of unforgiveness of themselves. You know what I mean? It's almost easier for us to forgive someone else of something they've done to us than it us to forgive things that we've done to ourselves. And I really feel like it holds so many people back in their life because they just get stuck in that shame and they don't want to move forward or they just feel un unqualified. Mm -hmm. Like even me, I wasn't, I don't think I would have stepped forward and done this podcast if I didn't have you and corn telling me, bro, this is something that could, ha this could be good. Like you could bring value to people. Cause I didn't see that in myself. Um, but when you hear someone pour into you and tell you, no, like you have something for this world. It, it made me feel like, you know what, man, like I got to forgive myself mm -hmm. and move forward and let me see how I can help the world. Cause I've been given a second chance, Absolutely. like literally a huge second chance. And I don't want to waste it. Like, so that's a great segue because I think it's important for people to know your story. I mean, you know, you know me, you've been you've been dealing with me for some time now and I rock with you, period, you know, point blank, period, because of your spirit and who you are as a person that I know. Right. But can you tell the world essentially, well, them watching, can you just kind of tell me, um, you know, what was your whole deal with prison? Like what landed you in prison? What was that experience like and how did it positively impact you and help you become the person you are today? Absolutely. Um, it was drugs, 16 to 26. I think I said this in the first podcast. I, I struggle with drug addiction, man. It was like ever since the first time I tried drugs, it I had this hole inside of me and I felt like I was just trying to fill that hole and I would just shove drugs in there. like, And it would make me feel temporarily better. But the problem was that I became addicted to these drugs. And then um, in order to be able to do drugs like I was you to afford them. I had to sell them. Like I, it just became a, and it's a very common thing that happens all over. Um, after years, I mean, of selling drugs, I ended up getting, I ended up getting caught, which again, I've said this before was the best thing that ever happened to me. Like I needed it. I needed to go to prison. I needed the awakening. Um, and when I got to prison, I literally had two choices. I could sit in there and blame the government and, or blame my lifestyle or blame everything else. Or I could, get down to work and figure out what I got to do to make the changes. So, you know, like I said, prison, I was able to go to college. I was able to get all these certifications as a personal trainer. Um, I really established a strong relationship with God. Um, 
and that's in in prison is I always had a I always had a because my dad was real big on diversity. So I always had this like tug in my heart to want to help. See, I always feel I get like kind of weird when we, when I go to talking about race, but I always wanted to help all my black friends know their potential. Like, no, no, don't fall for that trap that you're not good enough or that if you were white, you could do it because you can do it. Like you're a perfect example of it. Like, look mm -hmm. at you, man. Like Absolutely. I look up, bro, what you have going on here is amazing. You know what I mean? And well, if you, if you would allow me to kind of, kind of, uh, interject. So what I think you're doing is very commendable and you don't need to ever around me anyway and in my presence and, and people who are on the same frequency as us, you don't ever have to apologize for wanting to, um, wanting to, I guess, reach across the aisle and, and help black people because, you know, just not to get too deep into history, but it's it's been white people like you since the beginning of this whole United States situation that has reached, reached across the aisle to try to uh, help black people to help create opportunities to, to and sometimes there other white people in the face be like hey what you're doing is wrong you know what you what you're doing is you're oppressing these people or you're doing this or that's unfair and you have to think about like even you know the freedom the freedom rides and uh, some of the things that was happening you know even with the underground railroad like a lot of people don't know man it was it was bro some of them it was like a large majority of the houses on the underground railroad was white people houses. Yeah. So it's, so it's, it, you know, I, I get it. Like we live in a world now where, where people, you, you almost have to, uh, uh, apologize before you start talking about something. Cause we live in a world where people are just so, they just so preoccupied with politics yep. and affiliations and you know, you're a white man. You shouldn't, you know, be talking about that. You don't want the, 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 the white savior situation. Like, yeah. no, you have a genuine heart, bro. And what you do, like, you don't, and I think I speak for a lot of black people who come from where I come from. When you know people are good, bro, like you don't have to apologize, bro. I know your heart and I know how you rock. And I just, I'm just here to let you know that, yeah. you know, in, on any front, I got your back because I know who you are. Yeah. So that means a lot. I apologize, man. No, I, I love that because I, no, you, that was exactly on point because I do get weird. And then you hit it, the nail on the head. It's that white savior complex. Like I don't ever want it to be like, even with the mentorship, like with our boys and the mentorship, I got 13 boys in this program. I don't ever want to look like I'm trying to look at me, the white savior trying to save these boys. Right. Like it's not, cause that's not what it is. Um, it's, I want these boys to reach their full potential. And I've seen way too many of my friends, my black friends in particular, not even try or just end up, oh, I'm just going to sell drugs like my uncle does or my dad did and end up in prison because they don't feel that they have other choices. Yeah. And and don't get me wrong. This whole podcast isn't just going to be about um, about race relations like this podcast. So here's what I'm going to do. And this is kind of different. And I've been studying all these different podcast manuals and podcast seminars. And and I'm not going with the flow like I'm not going to do what they say where you need to find one topic and one target audience. And that's what you need to push. Like, nah, that's just not me. Like mm -hmm. I might, you might come listen to my podcast and one day I might be talking about race relations. The next time I might be talking about nutrition. The next time I might be talking about, you know, pol like politics or the next time I mean, we're going to stay, kind of stay away from politics because I believe that that's a big 
divisor. Like I believe politics is one of the reasons that our nation is the way it is with all the division race. But I mean, one day you might get in here, I might be talking about motivation with fitness. And one day I might be talking about entrepreneurship. And one time I mean, it's going to be all over the place, but wherever I feel like I can bring value to somebody because there's people that need all this stuff. You know what I mean? You know what I think, bro? I think you should always talk about whatever you want to talk about. And I, I agree with you 100% with what you said. Like, you know, everybody tells you you have to be in a box. It's like, oh, oh, man, you should just talk about uh, working out since you're buff and you got a gym and, you know, that type of stuff. But, you know, who's uh, who, who's one-dimensional? There's yeah. no one-dimensional person walking the earth. You know what I'm saying? So it's I think it's commendable that you want to explore other things and talk about other topics and say, hey, don't put me in a box. That's what this country has been doing to people since its inception, putting yeah. people in boxes. You know, class, religion, politics. Yeah. Like, you know, so yeah. so when you start talking about those three things, you know, it's it's almost like you, you're always going to ruffle somebody's feathers because they don't want to talk about that. But I think it's very important that people do talk about it. And they allow people to voice their opinions and they accept ownership for the things that they contributed to that adversely affected other people. Yeah. And whether that's political affiliation, whether that's religious persecution or whether that's classism, you mm -hmm. know, like like, bro, we the only way we're going to as a collective become a great nation because we are not we are not a great nation now. You know, um, I feel like we have so many things that we do that are hypocritical you know, like, you know, we'll go across the world to help other people, but we'd have, you know, states, cities, yeah. townships, uh, groups of people. Let's not even get into that because you're so, that's, so, so, I, so, I feel you. Yeah. So we, we, you know, we have to like hold a mirror up to, you know, to America at times. A hundred percent. It's accountability. It's, um, accepting responsibility for where we're at. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And everybody's played a role. Uh, at some point in where we're at, you know what I mean? Like, and it's just finding the, it's going to take, it's going to take each person, each man, each woman in accountability and self responsibility to try to make changes that we need to make this world, you know, this, especially our country, a better place. Um, we got any more questions on there? Yeah. I was, I was just about to tell you when, when you finished saying that sentence, I was going to say, so who the next question was, like, uh, like, can you tell us more about your target audience or who you're trying to reach? Like, is that like, uh, you know, because I know um, this person is out of San Antonio, Texas. So but you you have uh, on the first one, you was kind of like you will be talking about different things. So I guess they wanted to know, like, who. So who do you want to reach? Like, who's your audience? Yeah. So that's a good question. And uh, the answer for it is it's really kind of all over the place because. I feel like that goes straight back to what we just kind of saying a minute ago about being put in a box. And I don't, I think that this podcast, I want this podcast to be for anybody because everybody needs to work on their health. You know what I mean? Everyone needs to play a part in bridging the divide in our country. And it's not, it, the divide is not just white and black. You know what I mean? The divide, like you said, race, class, um, politics, like it's about finding the common denominator and cause that's not happening. People, I don't feel like people are out there looking at like, hey, what do we have in common? I feel like it's too much of what, why are we different? And I feel like that's going to open us up for a huge target audience, really, because I want people, I want white people, black people. I want all races, all nationalities. I want all religions. I want all politic people. I want all, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To all be able to come together, listen to a podcast and be like, yeah, man, he's right. Like, he's right. That person, 
we're the exact same. Now, whether we believe one concept of a political spectrum or something, everything else, we got 97% of our beliefs are the exact same. But this little 3% thing that we have is completely splitting us apart. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's like whether you, and I don't even want to go into details of it, but that, so I don't even have all these podcasts, seminars, these lessons, these things all talk about finding a target audience, finding a target audience. I just don't, I'm just, I just don't want to do that. Like I want my grandmother to get on here and be like, yeah, that's a great, I really do need to drink more water. Mm -hmm. And then I want, you know, one of the kids in my mentorship to get on here and be like, yeah, man, that guy, James, um, that's interviewing Sean, he, he self-made, he's an entrepreneur. I can do that. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's, it could be all over the place. Somebody might get on here and a topic that week might not be for you, but come back next week. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's, that's funny. You, you said that. So we have a question out of, uh, New York, New York. Are you going to talk about, um, how to diet and how to create a better workout plan? So yes, absolutely. A hundred percent. Because a lot of times I feel like, especially when it comes to fitness and nutrition, they're watching Instagram and they see some guy doing a upside down handstand bench press with like literally a couch on his back. I mean, I, I, this is something I saw this morning. Mm -hmm. A guy had a couch on his back wow. doing push-ups, like upside down against a wall. And, and then, so if you take someone who knows nothing about fitness and they see that video on Instagram and they're like, that's what I got to do to get in shape. Like, no, that's not what you got to do in shape shape. You know what I mean? It's really about dumbing it down to the basics, eating your vegetables, find, making sure that you're in a calorie deficit, making sure that you're eating less than your body expense. So uh, before I get into all the nutrition stuff, but like, yes, a hundred percent. But I think if you feel good, what did Kobe say? If was it Kobe that said, um, if you look good, you play good or mm -hmm. something like that. He goes, you know yep. what I mean? You look good, you feel good, you play good. That's the same thing with life, man. If you're, if you're healthy and you feel you know, confident about how you look, all your interactions are better. So that's something I definitely am going to hit on just, even if it's just like a, a nutrition tip of the week, or, um, if for instance, if somebody is listening to the podcast and, and is like struggling with trying to put together a plan or something, man, send us a message like that. We are literally that on that level of if someone needs some help with something like some ideas with fitness or just needs a basic start, man, send, send us a message on here. You know what I mean? And we'll, and we'll definitely put that together. And I'll teach you guys how to put together a basic fitness and nutrition plan. Um, I'll have a whole pot. We could do a whole podcast on that. Just set the basics. Yeah. So I don't even know where this is. Piscataway, New Jersey. Um, what is it? What is it like for you to work out so much? Does it affect your marriage with your wife or do y'all work out together? That's a good question. And it's funny that, uh, that came up. So with, when it comes to fitness with my wife, for instance, um, me and my wife tried to work out together in the beginning and it, it just, we struggle with working out together. We kind of, we have our own fitness routines because we, for some reason we would just get into these little, and I guarantee you, if you're married and you're listening to this podcast, I almost guarantee, and you guys have tried working out with a spouse before. It's pretty common that these have these little altercations where you're like, babe, get your head up. And she'd be like, it is. I'm like, Oh man, here we go. So it's, it's kind of funny with, uh, the way you bring that up because I've seen so many husband and wife combinations say that they can't work out together. Um, but no, me and my wife have kind of got it down to a routine. Um, it's something that I have to do to maintain my sobriety in a way, you know what I mean? To stay clean because fitness gives me that outlet 
and it releases those endorphins that I used to get from using drugs. Um, so I, it's something that has to be a part of my life. And I, I wake up, I get my workout done in the morning. Um, that way it helps me eat better throughout the day because I've already got that motivation of fitness going. So that's something that um, I, I won't allow it to take away from my family time. You know what I mean? Like I know that, hey, in the evening we're going we're gonna to eat dinner together and then we're going to do something together as a family. So I know not to plan my workouts during times like that. You know what I mean? Because my family comes first. If I have to miss a workout for my family, then that's fine with me. You know what I mean? I have to make sure that that's my priority. Um, but to be a good father and to be a good person, I have to get my workouts in. I know I kind of went back and forth on two no, different no, no. ways, but no, that's, that's good. I, I was gonna, uh, so the next question is actually has been asked multiple times in this DFW area. Once, you know, once from Roanoke, a uh, few times from Dallas, a few times from Arlington, uh, quite a few times from Fort Worth. What can we do to help your organization out? How do we help you and those kids? Oh man, that's such an awesome question. Um, and one thing I almost forgot to hit on the purpose, the main purpose of me starting this podcast, like was to, is, is to push my mentorship program. Mm -hmm. Cause that's my heart is to help these boys and girls that have, what our mentorship program does is we go to the alternative schools. So if a kid has been kicked out of school, we go into that school and we kind of mentor those kids. We try to help them get back on track and we try to get, help them get back into the regular schools so that they can be successful. Right. A lot of people have written those kids off. A lot of those kids, once they get to that alternative school, it's pretty much over for them. They drop out of that alternative school and then they're done with school. So um, that's one of the big points of this podcast is to help with that mentorship program. Um, there's tons of ways to help. We, especially in the DFW, especially if they're local, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Obviously funding. Obviously we always need money. Um, any nonprofit mentorship program needs money. Um, me and my wife, for the first six months of this program, were completely self-supporting out of money out of our own pocket. It wasn't easy, um, especially because we grew kind of fast and those Jordans that we buy these kids aren't cheap. Um, but it's, so if the kids do everything they're supposed to be doing, I think I said it in the first podcast, uh, every four months we buy them a pair of like retro Jordans. And I'm not talking some cheap little jump man, like we buy them the real deal Jordans. And, uh, just to kind of as an incentive for them doing as an incentive yeah I like that bro yeah because because like a lot of kids at 14 15 years old that's they what they want yeah a hundred percent and they and the confidence so it's funny so I've gone to a couple of these rotary clubs to present the program and I always have like an older person be like Sean I don't understand the point of the shoes do these kids not have shoes and then it's like no 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 it's not that these kids don't have shoes it's the confidence that a pair of Jordans or a pair of nice sneakers instills in a kid is it's almost like hard to even explain. I mean, a couple of the kids in the program when we bought them their shoes have been in tears because they didn't. So I'm not going to put his name out there because it's kind of an, a, probably an embarrassing situation for him. But uh, we have this one kid in the program who him and his mom would drive around. He was, he was going to Arlington. He goes to Arlington School District, would drive around in a Kia and park in Walmart parking lots, and they were just sleeping in the car. This kid is amazing, man. This kid wow. has so much potential. He's like a giant teddy bear. I mean, he's 6'4", 350 pounds. He's huge. Um, but he's like the most gentle kid ever. And he's got this huge heart. But we, when he got into our program, we went to the mall to get his first pair of shoes, man. And this kid, he was crying like it was hysterical, like almost to the point of like being hysterical because he's never had a pair of, for one, he's never had a new pair of shoes. Mm. 
and he never thought he would get a pair of Jordans. You know what I mean? Like, it just never even crossed his mind. He wouldn't even walk. I, I might have said this in the first. He wouldn't even walk around the mall because he didn't want to crease them. So he was walking like Frankenstein so he didn't have to crease his shoes. And I was like, bro, you're good. In four months, you can get another pair. You know what I mean? But the confidence that it put in that kid, he went from walking, hanging his head, not feeling, to walking with his chest up, like proud, proud of who he was because – and. I know materialistic things should not, you know, necessarily be what someone relies on to feel that way. But I swear, one of my favorite feelings in the world is seeing someone build confidence, whether it's through fitness, whether it's through working out, you know what I mean? Whether it's through eating right, whether it's through a pair of shoes, whether it's through doing community service. Bro, these boys, when we were passing out those clothes on, uh, I took all the boys, we did a clothing drive, we took them down to Lancaster Ave to the homeless people. Mm -hmm. And these boys were so, I'm talking the homeless people would walk up, they would go through the bags, they'd find a jacket that fit the person, and they'd be like, here, man, this jacket's for you. These boys were so proud of being able to help these people. Like, mm-hmm. they, they, and they had a new confidence in them. Like, dang, I just helped someone better their life, so I'm better for that. You know what I mean? So it made them feel like they were better people just for, for doing some community service. So it's that instilling confidence. Well, another thing that kind of, you know, I think a lot of people miss when you uh, – when you're, you know, contributing back to the community and uh, people that's involved in that process, it's almost like you holding the mirror up to them as well, right? So if you, if they see every time uh, they see you or they in a space with you, you're motivating somebody to be great. You're trying to create an opportunity. You're trying to, you know, instill into somebody that we can do this together. You know, I think it subconsciously reprograms people reprogram yeah reprograms people to uh to start to do that right because like I, I mean being around somebody who who always uh you know contribute back to the community was one of my motivating factors for wanting to contribute back to the community right because i'll see somebody and they'll be like yeah man you know yeah we're gonna do this for the kids we're gonna have a barbecue and we're just gonna feed you know feed the kids they're out of school for the summer you know, you know, you know, we're going to barbecue some wieners and some chicken legs or whatever. And, and, you know, after you see that a few times, you start, hey, such and such. Hey, what can I do to like chip in on the barbecue? Like yeah. for the kids that's out of school, you know, whatever, because now you do it every once every month. Can we do it twice a month? Or, you know, then once I contribute yeah. to it, then there's some, you know, so it's, yeah. it's like a like a what's snowball, snowball effect. effect. Yeah. Yeah. And it's. And it's so good. You're too humble to say this, but um, I just want to throw out a huge, I'm proud of you basically for, bro, you sent a truckload of water to Mississippi, bro. Like, that's a big deal. You know what I mean? Like, and from here, from Mansfield, you could have just sat around and you didn't have to do that. You know what I mean? But you know how cool that is? Like, when I saw that you were like, man, I'm putting this truckload of water together because I guess there's something going on with the water crisis or something. In Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, Jackson. In Jackson, Mississippi, right? Yep. Yep. Don't even so we gonna send a billion to Ukraine, but we can't get some little bit of money for Jackson, Mississippi. <laughs> Sorry, I guess we never mind. <laughs> but anyways, so back to the original question that I kind of skated all around was how can we how do we need help? If you live in the Dallas Fort Worth area, because that's the only place right now that we have this program, my dream is for this program to be everywhere. You know what I mean? Second chance mentors just diving in to help the kids that a lot of people are forgetting about. So yes, funding, um, just sharing this podcast, sharing this podcast with your friends, because that gets us some like people hear what we're doing. You know what I mean? And, and if you live in these areas, we have so many volunteer opportunities. We've adopted highways that we go out and we clean. Um, 
we do the clothing drives. So, you know, I have the gym right here in Mansfield where we'll do like clothing drives and get all the people will drop off shoes, clothes, and we'll go take that stuff and drop off. Um, if you have any sort of opportunities where our boys and girls could come and help, man, email us. You know what I mean? It's, it's a forgiven AF podcast at gmail.com is the one is our email that we're using right now. Send us an email, man. I'll be there with 10 boys that would love to help. Do you have a, a, a cash out for the nonprofit? We, we, what we have is a, on our website, mm-hmm. um, which is second chance mm-hmm. There's a donut donate tab on there. Okay. So that's kind of what we're using right now for our funding. We do have, we don't have a cash app. We do have a Venmo. Um, I'll get all that for the next for yeah. next episode because I don't have that off the top of my head. I don't want to just guess. Because I know, like, basically, just reading the comments and the and the uh, you know what people are asking the questions and stuff like that. So it just makes sense that you know you would give them that avenue because most people, you know, if they working a lot, working during the day, or got you know got kids, got family, something. I mean, it's easy for people to drop a few dollars. You know, yeah. I mean, that's the easiest thing to do. Uh, not always the best. Sometimes you want, you know, feet yeah. on the ground. You want people actually, you know, helping to do stuff. But um, that is a very good way to try to uh, build all the other pieces around, yeah. you know, the, the children and the support structure. For sure. And it's and that's a it's huge. I mean, we're our impact is 100 percent dependent on the money that we have. Yep. yep. It's hard for me. So I go speak at these rotary clubs where I go and talk to like different service organizations. And at the end, they always say, what can we do to help? And I always get, that's when I get like locked up. Cause it's like hard for me to ask for oh, money. You got to though. I, because I feel like people are gonna be like, Oh wow, He's asking for money. I feel like it, people think I'm asking for money for myself. You know what I mean? Our 501c is the most transparent 501c that you'll come across. My bank statements, we have one account that we use for every penny in every penny out. And if anybody on this podcast, any, my bank statements are available to anybody. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's how transparent we are. I have to be like that with my felony. You know what I mean? Yep. But I would anyway. Yep. Um, but I just have to be very, make sure that all of our T's are crossed, our I's are dotted because I can't risk messing this up because if I mess this up, all there goes those kids. boys. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not going to, I won't do that. You know what I mean? I won't allow, I won't mess up this chance that I've been given to give back to these kids, uh, to give back to our community. Cause it's more than just the kids though. If these kids, if we don't get these kids going in the right direction, it's going to hurt our community. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. So, I've, I've seen, we've seen this happen. Yeah. So it's way more than just like helping these kids. It's about building this community up. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people, <laughs> this is funny. I was speaking at one rotary club and I just presented the whole mentorship, just kind of what we talked about, the way we run it. And at the end uh, this guy said, this, this guy literally said, well, we don't have boys like that in Mansfield. Oh, <laughs> like, you are so far removed from reality. You know what I mean? Like if you, think that we don't have boys that struggle with, you know what I mean? Just everyday things that a kid's going to get, get like you, we do. And we have a lot of them. And the problem is people think like that. He has definitely been under the rock, bro, because um, I've, I've been in Mansfield uh, since 07 and I, you know, Mansfield is a great place to live, but I mean, there has been, you know, there's been a situation uh, just here recently where a, a, a kid, Shot, shot, a, yep. shot the school up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Had whatever he got into with this guy, and he started just shooting or whatever. That happened. Yeah, um, you know, a kid killed another kid right here at uh, this Whataburger a few years back. You yep. remember that? Mm-hmm. And um, also, uh, you know, a, a, another kid 
uh, stabbed this girl in the head with some scissors. And these are all in Mansfield yeah. school districts or dealing with school kids. Yeah. You know, so uh, so no, he he's definitely. It, it's removed. just funny. It's yeah. When you live, it's a different. It's a cla- It's back to that class system. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you have these people that aren't engaging or they don't see that type of stuff, then they just think, oh, I don't see it. It's not there. But for me, I'm, I'm going the opposite direction. I'm going to dig and I'm going to find that because I know the difference of one of these kids seeing that they have someone that cares about them. Change everything. Change everything, man. And it's that real. It's like it's that important and it's that real. But mm-hmm. I think that's really all the questions that we have for today. Is that all of them? Uh, it, well, this one you actually uh, kind of rolled into another question, but it was basically will you discuss politics and that's no, that's a good question. And like I said, on this podcast, we're not going to be scared to discuss anything like and that's I think you taught me that. I think you were the one that would be like, man, we got to be able to be open to have these hard conversations mm-hmm. because that's what brings change. Having hard conversations. Now, I'm not going to be here preaching politics like trying to because I feel politics is one of the biggest cause in the division that we have right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I really do. I feel like and I feel like politicians 100% play on that mm-hmm. for their power. If politicians can keep us divided, then that then they can control us. Yep. Can you think about the power? Politicians are supposed to work for us. Politicians are not there to control us. We're supposed to say as the majority or whatever, a so-and-so politician, this is what we want for our area. This is what we're going to vote towards, right? Yep. But a lot of times they're too busy pushing division to be able to maintain that position of power. And this is both sides. This is not just one side or the other. So I really want to try. I believe in the Bible. I believe in God. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to shy away from that. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my political stance. You know what I mean? I don't I don't know if that and that doesn't. No, I, I'm, I'm following you. Yeah. So that's kind of my political stance is. And there's things on both sides that I completely disagree with. A hundred percent. I think both sides have things wrong. And I think both sides have good, good things to them. I think it's trying to find a way to navigate um, what's healthy for our people in our country. You know what I mean? So I won't just pick a side. I'm not just going to get up here and bash a president or bash an ex-president like because I feel like they all have some strengths and they all have some weaknesses. But I'm willing to discuss what I feel their strengths and weaknesses are, but I just don't want it to seem like this is not a political podcast where I'm sitting here trying to get you to vote for somebody in particular. You know what I mean? Because right. I want everybody, everyone's decision is going to have to be based off of what their family has into, you know, has going on or what. So each, I say that all the time, each, each person's decision. And I will not, it's not going to like, I'm not going to let that change the tone of our podcast, which I see happen. I've listened to podcasts and once it gets, you know, too political, then it's just, I feel like, because if you listen, if there, if you believe a hundred percent of either side, if you're like, I agree with every single thing, you're just tripping. Yeah. You're just, that's identity politics. You're just, Oh, I'm a, whatever. So I'm going to believe every single thing over here. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And that's not, and that's not what I'm going to do. Um, again, this podcast is strictly positive motivation. You know what I mean? Um, we're going to, if we have to discuss hard things, we're going to discuss them in a loving way. You know what I mean? Like, and I'll bring people on here that have different, if they, people want to come on here and discuss something, I'm completely open to it. Um, but I'm not going to push anything down anybody's throat. I just want to say, Hey, here's what we have on both sides, you can decide what you want to do with it. Yep. You know what I mean? So that's the kind of the way I want to roll with that. Um, do you have anything else? No, man. I mean, we, we touched, we answered all the uh, the questions that we got in or whatever, yeah. man. Uh, you, you 
you've you've gave me something to think about with some of our dialogue from yeah. today, man. I appreciate you, brother, as always, man. Man, I love this, man. I'm really if you wouldn't push me to do this, bro, I would I'd still be just dreaming that I had started this. You know no, what I mean? I'm glad because you got it, bro. Like I said, you got the you got the sauce, man. Once we once we start putting it together. So and also just to kind of give you all a little heads up of what's coming on, we have three guests um, over the next couple months. I don't know exactly when it's going to be. And there's some powerful guests. I mean, some of the things that they've gone through or what they're doing right now is super powerful. Um, and it's all over the spectrum. I'm going to bring on, I'm going to bring other nonprofit leaders also, because this isn't, you know, if I only, there's so many boys that need help, right? Um, if I can bring on leaders from other nonprofits that can help in different areas that can, you know, Dallas nonprofits, people in Arlington, um, people that have given me a start. Uh, we've got a guy who teaches financial literacy to minorities because he believes that that's one of the main reasons why there's that, you know, that gap. And I think that that's, and this guy's passionate. It and is. That's, that's a part of the gap. So that's going to be a huge part. We're going to discuss financial literacy. We're going to dis discuss entrepreneurship because I want these boys in our program to know that they can start their own businesses, man. And they could start right now. They could go get a lawnmower and a weed eater and make a few hundred dollars a week. Mm -hmm. They don't have to, you know what I mean? Like there's so many different ways that these kids can do it. Um, and we just want to show them, you know, how to do it and what they got going on. Um, before we finish, I just want to say that uh, I've been given this second chance. You know what I mean? Like I really, and I'm thankful for it and I'm grateful for it and I'm just not going to waste it. You know what I mean? So that's like the point of this podcast um, is I'm just going to bring whatever I can to bring value to you guys. I love you guys. I think that's all we got for today. So um, just tune in for the next one. If you if you could share this, you know what I mean? Or if you know anybody that might be interested to be able to get something from this, if you would, you know, tell a friend or whatever, just help us grow. The cool thing, again, I said this earlier, is let's all grow together. You know what I'm saying? Like this is episode two. Y'all have seen me. Last episode was literally the first time I've ever spoken on a microphone, I think. You know what I mean? So let I want so it's cool for y'all gonna be able to watch my transition to be able to grow and hopefully y'all will you know pair up and we can grow together. That's kind of what my dream and what I hope to happen. Um, if anybody out there, any sponsors, you know, want to hop on here and like help out with us, you know, we we're open to anything. We need help with that. We need help with anything really. So again, I love you guys. Stay strong. Stay positive. You are forgiven. Remember that. I know that might sound like a corny cliche cut line, but you are forgiven and forgive yourself. I love you guys. Uh, have a good day. Oh,